found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Wednesday hump day edition of Tidbits, the fourth day of the month of May. Here we are. Ready to roll. Hello, Matthew. Yes, good morning, Dale. Good to see you, as usual. How are you? Just dandy. It's going to be a... Why can't we have... Okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> why can't we have sunshine without wailing winds, you know, 5 to 10 mile an hour, and a temperature of 70? Why can't we have a couple of weeks of that during spring? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be great. Because we're going to go from what we've been enduring... Yes. ...to excessive heat. Yes. Excessive. Yes. I mean, our bodies won't be able to to adapt. We're going to hit like 86 on Tuesday. 86. That's Florida temperatures. <laughs> it's I there's no in between. No. We just don't Well, I don't were you out at all last night? No. Cuz like as soon as it got to be the evening, it got cold. Like So it was that cold. temperature dropped. Were you in your shorts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> Did you immediately fall to the ground and grab your legs? Oh, this is too much. <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> Rolling around. <laughs> no, I. But I know the furnace was activated. Yeah, mine too. You know, mine too. And 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 to think that you're going to need air, right? By you know the first of next week, it's just. Uh, <laughs> You can't win. So that means at some point this weekend, I need to put my 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 AC in. Is what you're saying? If you want to sleep comfortably, right? That'd be my guess. Hi, AI. It's just we'll have details of that coming up a little later, but it's just unbelievable. Oh no! You know I love chicken. Okay. A major chicken recall. Oh no! Impacting restaurants and distributors. A company called Wayne Farms recalled over 30,000 pounds of ready-to-eat chicken breastuses fillets. The ready-to-eat chicken breast fillets were produced March 1st and 21st of this year. A customer pointed out the problem when they complained that the chicken appeared to be undercooked. Oh, no. They... <laughs> have said there's no confirmed reports of adverse reactions due to the consumption of these products. Mm. Oh, you'd know it if you <laughs> if you had them. Restaurants are urged not to serve these products. They should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase. Okay, we've got some codes. Okay. Nine-pound cases containing eight packages of six-ounce all-natural fire-grilled chicken breast. Mm. With use by dates of 5-30-22. Nine-pound cases containing 12 packages of four-ounce all-natural fire-grilled chicken breasts. With a use-by date of 6-19-22. That's what you're looking for. And it comes from Wayne Farms. So I don't know how much effect that'll be on, you know. But their chicken breasts, that's a good meat. That's right. So speaking of, of food incidents, yeah, I was at my parents' house okay. last week. Stayed all day. I made dinner for them. All right. Mom had some ribs in the fridge. Got those thought out. Thought I'll make ribs. So did, did them up. Put the dryer up. The whole nine yards. 
got them already. Made some mac and cheese. It was it was a it was good. A delight. So I'm sitting. I get everybody situated. I'm sitting at the table, and I go to take a bite. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and I, I'm I'm chewing down, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that's weird. It was something something bizarre. And so I pull it out of my mouth. Because, you know, it's it's when you're eating ribs, it's like it could be some cartilage. It could be, you know, yeah. it's a piece of glass. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm attacked by glass. Like, come on. Yeah. If you missed it before, <laughs> Matthew is a young child, was eating sherbet. Sherbet in Florida. <laughs> and it uh, had... Uh, shards of broken glass. Yeah. yeah. I thought were ice. <laughs> so I'm just over there crunching away. <laughs> it was glass. So what'd you do? I Did you take a picture? Are you going to make did. a big deal of it? Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure where it came from. Okay. That's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if it was. I mean, it could have been. I don't know. You know, but I don't you know, know. This this came out of a package, so it was prepackaged. Yeah, yeah. So that's that could be very. Uh, you're lucky. That's pretty. You know, you're. I'll take a picture of it. How's so. that happen? I don't know, man. I don't know. Are you sure it's glass and not just bone brittle? No, it's it's glass. Okay, it's. If you held it up, you could see through it. Okay. And you know, right. you could see it was. Yeah. How's that happen? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so just be aware of the things you're shoving in your mouth that it, you know, may have foreign particles in it. So did you continue to eat, or? I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> hey, well, why just stop one now? piece. <laughs> why stop now? Okay. It's fine. It took all that time to make them. You know, it's right. like you can't just give them up. No. This out of Indianapolis. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers recently seized two shipments of counterfeit Rolex watches. Wow. Both shipments originated from Hong Kong. They were headed to Brooklyn, New York, based on intelligence gathering and a past history of fraudulent shipments from this vendor. CBP officers detained and inspected the shipments. Inside, they discovered 300 counterfeit Rolex watches in the first shipment and 160 in the second. Had those items been genuine, the cumulative manufacturer's suggested retail price would have been $10.1 million. But, of course, they were fake. Wow. During the month of April, officers in Indianapolis have seized three shipments of counterfeit watches that, if they were real, would have been worth $20 million. Jeez. And they've got watches laying all over the place. Photo there. and I mean, that's a lot of watches. A lot of suckers would have... Uh, you know, what What do you get for a fake Rolex? I mean, let's say you're out there on the street. Somebody's hawking these. They've got them up and down their arms. Right. What would you pay for? You know, because you... You're going to be lured. You think it's real. <laughs> but they're not going to be real cheap because they don't want to, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I've had one. A real one or no, a fake? a fake one. Okay. I've had a fake one. And it, um, like, it was, I, I was actually, I had it on here. And I 
you know, the the little the little crown that you pull to adjust the time. <laughs> yeah. I was I did that and it just it just came flying out and the spring that held it in place went flying out it was gone forever. <laughs> It was literally, it was kind of like a cartoon. It was like, doing, you know? <laughs> and everything broke. I don't know what what mine cost. It was a gift. Yeah. As like a, you know, almost like a badge of, like, I went to New York and got you this fake Rolex. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> but it certainly didn't last long. No, no. I don't know. You, you think they'd still be hawking them for a few hundred anyway? You would think. I know. I don't think mine was near that much. Because <laughs> they got to give you the sense that uh, you know, hey, you're getting a deal here. It's real. Because the thing about a Rolex <laughs> is, it's at least it's it's at least in the upper thousands, and then it starts into the five digits. Yeah. I mean, they are not inexpensive. No. And to think that um, there were a lot of suckers waiting to buy those. It's 6.31. Let's um, take a look at news with Karen, and we'll uh, check our weather, and we've got more tidbits on the way. This is Tidbits. It's 6.37 on this Wednesday. A severe COVID-19 Infection could leave patients with the brain of a 70-year-old, it says, lowering your IQ by 10 points. Wow. Researchers found that COVID patients are dealing with levels of cognitive impairment, which are similar to the decline in a healthy person that would see between the ages of 50 and 70. The team says that this damage may never fully heal. Even after the infection passes, a large number of patients continue to experience brain fog, problems recalling words, sleep issues, PTSD, and dozens of other symptoms for months. Hmm. I'm telling you. Man. It's always something, Matt. There's also growing evidence that COVID-19 produces inflammation, which is similar to what people experience while developing Alzheimer's. So that's... uh, Something to keep an eye on. Not to, we got nothing else to worry about. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> Gas is back to over four-something a gallon now. I Here, saw that. Know, what's that all about? I don't know. I just, uh, I don't get it. Same. Same. This from... Yeah. I have results. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. We got uh, our county election results. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday was primary. Primary election yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I found them. Okay. Good one. Let's 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 run through them. All shall right. We? Here we okay, go. Okay, here we go. All right, United States Senator uh Republican Party, uh, Todd Young was unopposed. So uh for the Republican Party. Okay. Uh United States Senator Democrat is Tom McDermott, Jr. He um, will be running against um, Todd Young. Okay. United States Representative 2nd District, Jackie Walorski, uh, was unopposed um, as Republican. United States Representative 2nd District Democrat was Paul Stewart. Looks like he was unopposed. Okay. So they'll be... 
Uh, United States Representative 4th District Republican Party, Jim Baird, was unopposed. Uh, this one is a contested race. In the United States Representative 4th District, uh, Democrats had Roger Day and Howard Polchick, and Roger Day winning that with 70% of the vote. Okay. Uh, State Representative uh, District 23, Ethan Manning, was unopposed. Uh, State Representative District 38, Heath Van Natter, unopposed. Yeah, let's go go through and find the contested races. How about that? Here we go. Cass County Commissioner, District 3, Republican Party. Michael Dietrich. Patrick Kleckner. It was a close race. Yeah. Um, Michael Dietrich. Winning with 52% of the vote. Okay. So, so that was very close. Yes, it was. And the other contested race, Cass County Council member, District 4, that was Drew Miller and Derek Pullen. And Derek Pullen winning that race with 60% of the vote. Okay. So there you go. Bethlehem Township trustee. All right. That was contested. Okay. Uh, with Ashley Berry and Margaret Hubenthal. And uh, Ashley Berry winning that with 60%. And uh, let me see. I think that's it. Okay. So those were the contested races from last night. So now things will shape up as we get Hold ready. up. We got one oh, more. Oh, I missed this Here we one. go. All right. Tipton Township trustee. Okay. Um, Marcia Harness and Michelle Williams. And it looks like uh, Marcia Harness with about 59% of the vote All right. winning that last night. Okay. Thank you, Matthew. Sure you got them all? Uh, He's still looking, just in case. No, we're good. All right. Yeah, we're good. So now things will uh, shape up for November. Yep. This from Bellevue, Nebraska, where police were called to a burglary in progress. But when officers arrived, it wasn't as scary as it was made out to be. <clears throat> A family reported hearing footsteps from someone moving around upstairs. Oh, geez. Officers ended up finding a Roomba robotic vacuum moving around. Vacuuming the floor. (laughs) Are you going up? No, I'm not going up there. (laughs) Call the cops. A Roomba. A Roomba. (laughs) Oh, things, the weird things that happen to people. And the, and your mind does that to you, you know. Did they forget they have one? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Maybe it got activated somehow, and they didn't know it. But and they make noise, right? Like they make a. I would think. <laughs> I mean, I don't have one, but I, I would imagine they make like a type of noise. I, I don't know, but um, to call the police on that, you know, what an embarrassing scenario for sure. For sure. Here's a uh, 300-year-old violin believed to have been played on the Oscar-winning Wizard of Oz score. We'll go on the auction block next month. It could fetch as much as $20 million. Wow. The rare Stradivarius belonged to Odessa-born Tosca Sedel, widely considered one of the greatest violinists of the 20th century. Wow. Famed for his rich tone and emotional Intensity. Estimates are that the violin could bring between 16 to 20 million. 
partly because of its excellent condition and partly because of its history. Yeah. There are about 600 of these violins in existence worldwide. Highest price paid for a Strad was $15.9 million in 2011. So this instrument could mark a new world record. Wow. Can you imagine having one of those? They're just lovely. I love the way they sound. I wish I could have learned to play. I took violin lessons when I was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. Did you have a, you know, you had your own? Or? Um, I think we rented it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it was terrible. You know, I'm sure it was awful. <laughs> so it's not like you could, you know, really get it into a fiddle. No, you know, no, like, I was not Charlie Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It was like in third grade, man. <laughs> oh my I'm not even sure how I got in the violin world. Like, I'm not even sure how that happened. It's like all of a sudden I was at some old lady's house taking violin lessons. Did you wear a bow tie? <laughs> I guarantee you my mom put me in a, in a collared shirt with a sweater over it during my recital. I guarantee it. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> But you know we have a uh, in our in our band of revolution we have uh, Casey she plays she plays violin and okay. it's fantastic it's so cool and she's amazing yeah if you know what you're doing oh with it's, Juan, it's incredible yeah. I mean I'm sure when I was third grade it was just <laughs> it was awful um, this <laughs> from police in Maine at a hotel. <laughs> A guy hid from the police under a blanket outside the hotel. <laughs> police were called out to the Admiral Ocean Inn. I'm sure it's a fine facility. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About an intoxicated man causing a disturbance. When they arrived on the scene, they found Philip Delude. <laughs> they removed him from the property. They told him that if he were to return, that he'd be arrested. Well, at about 1230 a.m. Monday... Police uh, in Belfast, Maine, the uh, sergeant was checking around the parking lot of the inn when he found someone hiding under a blanket. And it, he's trying to make it look like it's a chair. <laughs> and Wow. He pulled the blanket off and found Delude under it. <laughs> he's been arrested. <laughs> he totally... <laughs> it's like... It's like in the cartoons where you hide behind the curtains and it's like, I'm just. What? What's this guy's connection to this place? He just doesn't want to take off. So he was arrested on recommended charges of criminal trespass and violation of bail. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's funny. (laughs) Well, they won't see me here. And uh, finally, <laughs> we'll never suspect anything. <sighs> this um, a boss dividing opinion after allegedly forcing workers to sign a so-called sweat pledge. The contract is name, skill, and work ethic aren't taboo. <laughs> Mandates employees not to whine and to show up early for work. <laughs> a person on Reddit claimed his wife was asked to sign this before starting her job. 13 rules for workers. One says, I believe the best way to distinguish myself at work 
is to show up early, stay late, and cheerfully volunteer for every crappy task there is. <laughs> Another says, I believe that the most annoying sounds in the world are whining and complaining. I'll never make them. If I'm unhappy at work, I'll either find a new job or find a way to be happy. And it says they're to complete their shift without using their cell phones, and employees cannot resent others for their success. <laughs> Boy, I want to work there. So. <laughs> so we have 10 of them. You may go through them real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. I believe, okay, number one. All right. This is the skill and work ethic, art taboo, sweat pledge. Okay from this place. Number one, I believe that I have won the greatest lottery of all time. I am alive. I walk the earth. I live in America. Above all things, I am grateful. Number two, I believe that I am entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nothing more. I also understand that happiness and the pursuit of happiness are not the same thing. <laughs> Number three, I believe there is no such thing as a bad job. I believe that all jobs are opportunities, and it is up to me to make the best of them. Number four, I do not follow my passion. I bring it with me. I believe that any job can be done with passion and enthusiasm. Number five, I believe that my safety is my responsibility. I understand that being in compliance does not necessarily keep me out of danger. Number six, I believe the best way to distinguish myself at work is to show up early, stay late, and cheerfully volunteer for every crappy task there is. <laughs> Number seven, I believe the most annoying sounds in the world are whining and complaining. I will never make them. If I am unhappy at work, I will either find a new job or find a way to be happy. Number eight, I believe that my education is my responsibility and absolutely critical to my success. I am motivated to learn as much as I can from whatever sources are available to me. Number nine, I believe that I am a product of my choices, not my circumstances. I will never blame anyone for my shortcomings, and I will never accept credit for something I did not do. <laughs> Number 10, I understand that the world is not fair, and I'm okay with that. I do not resent the success of others. <laughs> so we have 10 of them. We don't have the full okay. list. But. So there you go. Sounds like a fantastic place to, to operate. And, uh, of course, there were varying views on sure on what that uh, had to offer so there you go some tidbits on this hump day wednesday matthew all right we'll do it tomorrow see you buddy all right this has been tidbits with dale Lau and matthew paul we appreciate you listening and we ask that you consider subscribing leave a comment leave a like and thanks for stopping by we'll talk to you again next time on tidbits